beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hey everybody, welcome to Smut Club. I'm Hannah. I'm Chelsea. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, welcome to Smut Club. Yes, we're um, we're glad you're here. We've got a joint review for you today of um, like a Bonnie and Clyde-esque smut book. Is that yep. how you would describe it? Yeah, I would describe it that way. Mm-hmm. It is Bonnie and Clyde-esque. Um, it is Confessed by Nicola Rendell. Um, and it is a journey. Took the word out of my head. Yes. It's a journey. Wow. And like, so I read this for the first time, I think early on in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's a fun journey. It, there's parts of the journey that I could do without reliving, but like, <laughs> I it's a it's a fun journey. We'll get into it. But yeah, when I was going through and outlining this, I was like, man, yeah, there were some things I forgot in this journey. Yep, um, same. And some things I'd like to forget. Yep, in this journey. But we can't. They're <sighs> imprinted into our minds, and now we've outlined them, and we're going to share them with you. So now they're in writing, not just the author's writing, but in <laughs> our outline writing as well. Yep. So buckle in, everybody. Yep. Here we go. So, and this is this one is dual point of view. Yep. Sometimes it's pertinent to say whose point of view. Sometimes, yeah. Eh, sometimes we'll just go on the journey. So we start with Vince. Yes. Vince Russo. Yes. So it opens with him basically immediately following a car accident. And he's kind of like a little dazed and confused. He has run his truck into a tree. Someone hit him. Someone rear-ended him. Um, And he, my notes say he's wicked pissed. Um, (laughs) Because he had stolen this vehicle from a Walmart or something. Like a half hour before. Right. Barely got any use out of his freshly stolen vehicle. Exactly. Before he was run off the road. But then he sees the chick who ran him off the road, and he's like, hot damn. Uh, Okay, then. It is like insta-lust. He, like, describes her as, like, Marilyn Monroe-esque with her curves. And it's like— He goes from being pissed to, like, kind of being a little annoyed, but he's, like, almost in a way where it's, like, she's hot enough that— Yeah. That it's okay. She's feisty. She smells like peaches. He does have the thought, if she were a brunette, I'd be fucked, and that is relevant later. Um, And, yeah, he has definitely done time, and so he's, like— no cops. And she's like, okay, <laughs> no cops. Yeah, like she's very agreeable to no cops, which we'll learn in a little bit why she's super agreeable to no cops. But for now, she's like, okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah, let's not get police or insurance involved. She also frequently gets into car accidents. She's kind <laughs> of flighty and like yeah. a, a very distracted driver. Mm-hmm. Um, So she's she's kind of used to this and ultimately is like, I'm so sorry. Um, let, like we can call a tow truck at the very least. And he's like, we don't need a tow truck. But he's also like not going to tell her he stole the car. So they don't need a tow truck. Um, at the very least, she's like, let me offer you a ride to the motel or a motel. There's one relatively nearby. And 
that's the least I can do since I ran you off the road. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And he's like, that sounds great. So he goes to the truck to grab his bag and wipe down his fingerprints. Um, And then as he's walking back, he hears the sound. And apparently there's a moment where he was like, the truck's going to explode. And so he, like, (laughs) tackles her to the ground. Um, And they land together in the dirt. And then he, like, sniffs her because she smells really good. And then she's like, are you giving me Eskimo kisses yep and he's like i'm just checking for injuries and she's like by like sniffing my face (laughs) it is pretty amusing how all of that shakes out um but he very much is enjoying being all up on her body um and he's like what's your name and she says lucy but everyone calls me helen and he's like (laughs) okay and he's like she seems like a shitty liar. <laughs> but then he's also like, cool, I'm Vince. And then he's like, damn it, I gave my real name too. <laughs> like, neither of them seem great at the not espionage. Yeah, we're a little flustered with the con artisaning. The artisan. <laughs> I'm, I'm a con artisan. It is artisanal conning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Artisanal conning. I'm like the sourdough <laughs> of conning, <laughs> of con artists. Listen, I've been working on my starter for like 10 years. My conning is very artisanal. It's very niche. <laughs> but not niche enough that I can remember to give a fake name. <laughs> exactly. So, Lucy... We then flash back to 10 hours earlier from Lucy's point of view. Yes, we um we learn Lucy is um the heiress to a lunch meat empire. Um Burchett, 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 however the hell we want to say it. It doesn't matter. Burchett meats. Um, and they are having a bit of an E. coli scandal. Um, and also we find out that the SEC is looking into like embezzlement charges and her her parents, like, Lucy comes from a very affluent family. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's an heiress to a meat, a lunch meat empire. Yeah, I would call is. that affluent. Um, but it's, it's not a great home life. Her mom is, like, an alcoholic and, like, popping Xanax. And her dad's like, you can't embezzle from your own company, can you? So, and she's like, yeah, dad, you fucking can. Yeah, so she's just like, I'm over this. This is not a great thing. There's scandals on scandals. and. Lucy then decides she, like, she goes to the parent safe, takes 20 grand in cash out, and mm-hmm. is like, I'm out, and runs away. Yep. Um, she does say goodbye to her horse. Peanut. Yes. She has a little necklace with a peanut on it because mm-hmm. she loves her horse. It's peanut. all very sweet. But then she hears on the radio or she sees on the news, she gets an alert on her phone, that there are 200 more cases of E. coli linked to her family's company. And so she gets distracted and she rear ends someone who turns out to be a wicked hot dude with tattoos and dark hair. And she's super into that. Vince. Vince. It, for clarification, while she has several car accidents in her life, there is only one today. It's just Vince. It's, yep. So we heard Vince's experience of getting hit and her experience of hitting Vince. Yep. Um, so then back to the present, like, Vince is kind of like, so like, what are you doing? And Lucy's like, going on a solo road trip. And he's like, 
Okay. Really? That that doesn't sound factual. And then she's like, he like makes a joke about robbing her. Yeah. He's very obviously casing the vehicle and like her as a mark. And then he makes a joke about robbing her. And she's like, ha ha ha. Mm. But he's is like super attracted to her. So it's this weird, like they're like flirting, but he's also like sizing her up. And he's like, okay, so she comes from money. She's driving, what is like she's driving like a, a BMW. Yeah, BMW something. SUV or something. Like he's he's very clearly trying to put these pieces together, but is also like, she is very hot. Yeah. And at this point, we learn um from his own thoughts. He's running from the Russian mob um and has several warrants out for his arrest back east. So that's why he is driving west. Um And my notes, the exact words in my notes are, she drives like an absolute clown show and gives him a heart attack. (laughs) Yeah. Great notes. They really, they really cover everything there. Yep. Um, So they make it to the motel and my notes say, comically intense chemistry entering the motel lobby. Lucy seductively sucks lollipop. Yeah, and there's only one room available. Oh, my stars. So then while they're waiting for the one room. I would also, real fast. Mm. I thought it was really funny when she's like, okay, well, like, and her head, or she says, like, I can leave him here and, like, I'll go get another hotel. And they're, like, northeast of Knoxville. Right. Um, And the manager of the hotel is like, I wouldn't if I were you because of the holiday weekend, every hotel from here to Memphis is full. And I'm like, (laughs) if you know anything about Tennessee geography, Knoxville and Memphis are not close. No. Um, And I'm like, okay, well, like Memphis is like, they're like six hours away from each other. Yeah. Like. Like she could find a room. But why would she? Because he's working the hustle, this old man at this motel to get them to take this one room. And so she does. Um, and then, but they have to wait for the room to be cleaned. So Vince is like, hey, let me buy you dinner. There's a bar across the street. I'm sure they serve food. Um, and she is um, a little suspicious. And he is like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm no trouble. I promise. Like, I just want to buy is you dinner. Is she suspicious? My notes say, She's suspicious. And then the direct quote is, you look like you could turn communion into a misdemeanor. Yeah, I didn't interpret that as suspicion. I was just like, man, she is way too ready to dick down. <laughs> was my entire I mean, interpretation. she does anyway, so. You know, it does not take long to dick down. So yeah, they go to the bar across the street. Vince starts ordering them shots mm-hmm. and burgers. Mm-hmm. Which, like, what did she, did she ask for, like, a Cobb salad or, like, something that they're, like, we're a dive bar. We do not. I think she asked for wine. Like, she ordered wine and they were, like, babe. Oh, yeah. She was, like, can I have, like, your white, a white wine or something like that? And, and they were, like, like, honey, no. So he orders um, two shots of the Four Horsemen, which turns out is four kinds of whiskey altogether. And so she slams it. And so does he. And then doesn't he order more shots? He does. He does, like, a few shots of this yeah. Four Horsemen, like, which is illegal, which I'm like, no, it's not. Like, what ordinance? 
That's bullshit. It's well, whiskey. And it seemed like initially, like the bartender was just kind of like, yeah, we don't do that shit here because we don't want the trouble that comes with the sort of people who We're order a classy those. establishment. Yes, I'm like, you're, you're, they're a classy dive bar. Let's give them some credit. Um, yeah, so they're doing the shots, and then she is singing Johnny Cash or puts Johnny yep. Cash on the jukebox when their burgers come out. Mm-hmm. She takes the onions off the burger, and he's like, Johnny Cash, no onions? Let's run away together. Like, Yep, and they're, my notes say, more handsiness. They get more handsy. Yeah, like, <laughs> it goes from six to midnight real fast with the level of, like, physical, yeah. flirty intimacy, chemistry between them. Um, he puts the next song on the jukebox. And it's Phil Collins. I can feel it in the air tonight. And he's, like, apparently, they, it turns into, like, a weird sexual thing. He does double-check her age. She's 23, so she is legal. Um, I made note of that. Um, but, yeah, he starts dancing with her to Phil Collins and kissing her and feeling her up. Very intimately. And then at some point, he's like, I want to hear you scream. And she goes, I want you to make me scream. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and then uh, my notes say, um, she asked to go back to the Momo, but the room isn't ready yet. And the direct quote is, I've never had sex in a bathroom before. Well, and this is such a classy establishment. They go to the bathroom to bone, and there's a sign on the door that says, no fucking here. Yep. Seriously. Yep. And they're like, we cannot wait until the room is clean, so we need to destroy this bathroom. Yeah, seems like a loose suggestion. So my notes say, "I've I've never had sex in a bathroom before. They fuck in the bathroom. And it's a lot. Um, <laughs> mine say they bone, and then the quote, "I'm gonna fuck you like you've never been fucked before, little girl." And then they get caught by the manager, who's like, "Seriously, guys, we said no fucking." And like with each, can't de- you read? Like they break the sink; it's spraying water everywhere. There's soap all over the floor. There's yeah. paper towel. Like destroyed this bathroom. And for some reason, I I have, they fuck up the auto paper towel dispenser and he fucks her on the sinks, XL condom. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even make note of the condom. They made a big deal about it. <laughs> they did. They made a huge deal about I'm it. I'm not disputing they made a huge deal about it. I think I got too caught up on the, I'm going to fuck you like you've never been fucked before, little girl. We discussed in the very first episode of this podcast that we ever recorded that generally speaking, when a man makes promises like that, prepare to be disappointed. Although seemingly in this book, she's not. I don't know. Because it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) They destroy the bathroom. They like throw cash at the manager and they're like, this is for the burgers and the damage in the bathroom. And then they go back to the motel and jump in the pool while they wait for their room. Yeah. So she pushes him in the pool. She says, I'll race you. And then she pushes him in fully clothed um, and then jumps in after him. And then he starts fingering her um, in the pool. And then she notices a bullet wound on his stomach area. And she's like, what? What is this? He's like, I'm bad news bears, baby. Well, I'm like... Now's when we're going to start asking questions. Yeah, now, after we already banged in the bathroom and destroyed it. 
Um, the next morning, they have more sex. Honestly, I think I for- forgot the condom part of the the bathroom bar sex because in the next morning they've they've already decided to ditch condoms mm-hmm. because she's on birth control, but she's really flighty, and it sounds like her birth control is all just kind of rattling around loose in the bottom of her purse. Yeah, she just grabs one when she remembers. So she's not the way to make birth control the most effective. It is the way to make it the least effective. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just popping one every couple of days is not how birth control works. Yep. And considering he, like, makes a lot of comments while he's kind of, like, casing her about, like, how flighty she is, I'm like, we didn't. We just trusted her on that? They, how would you rate their judgment and impulse control? Very poor. Yes, very poor. If I was doing a mental status exam, <laughs> very that poor. is indeed the rating I would give them. Very um, poor. So they ditch condoms in the morning. He says he was in prison last month and he got tested, so he knows that he's clean. And she's like, okay. Honestly, even if even if he told her he wasn't clean, I don't know if it would have made a difference. You yeah, know? I mean, she was a pretty thirsty little little lady there. Like yeah, the insight is uh, lacking Limited. across yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. So they ditch the condoms in the morning, and then they go to Subway for lunch. And I do think it's really funny because it's like this E. coli meat scandal, which she like yeah. she hasn't told him who she is or what it's related to yet. But like they go to Subway, and she's like, they go to order, and she's like, so like, who's your meat supplier? And they're like, we have no fucking clue. I'm 16 working at Subway. <laughs> right, I do. For minimum wage. Right. And she's like, go check right now. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to have the veggie sandwich. And like, she like tries to get Vince to get a veggie sandwich as well. And instead he's like, I'm going to get extra meat on my sandwich. <laughs> um, so they figure out the meat is safe. It's from a different distributor. Vince has no idea what the fuck she's going on about and thinks she's just spoiled and weird. Um, and so Which then both can be true. Yes, both can be true. Um, and then, um, he like leans across the table to kiss her while they're eating their sandwiches and like spills her soda all over her. Yep. So she goes to clean up. And then when she gets back out of the bathroom, he is gone after taking her bag and her car. Yeah. She comes out still covered in Dr. Pepper. Honestly, that just makes it worse. Like he stole your car and you're sticky. Yeah, and, and she is specific about being sticky. Like, and soda sticky is just like a gross kind oh, of sticky. Yeah. Um, for all of the ways in which they get sticky in this book, <laughs> that is that is her least favorite. It's also my least favorite. <laughs> soda sticky. Is it? I really hate soda, soda sticky. <laughs> I'm just, Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I'm not here to judge. None of them are great, Hannah. <laughs> I'm not like, well— I would really prefer this option. Mm, That's fair. Yeah. So she's like soda sticky, covered in Dr. Pepper. He's gone. Her purse is gone. Her car is gone. Um, He did leave her. $100 in her phone. Yes. Which like, so then we cut to Vince. He's driving in her stolen car and like actually like feels pretty guilty. And he's like, yeah, so like 
I left her $100 under, like, the soda cup that I, like, let spill all over her. And I left her her phone. I'm not a complete asshole. Like, yeah. does feel guilty. And he's never done that before. And he's like, obviously, I'm going soft because I left her a means to get home because I felt so bad about leaving her stranded. Um, And he feels kind of bummed because he was really into her, starts going through her bag, figures out her name. Um, and also sees that she's extremely messy and not great with taking her birth control because he finds the pack and it's like random pills <laughs> popped out all over the place. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Well, and like, he's clearly better at being on the run than she is. Yeah. Because like, so he stole her car. One of the first things he does is change out her license plate with yep. another random car. And he removes the Yale parking decal that she has from her college days And it's just like, I'm going to make this car a little less noticeable. And then in the, like, when he's going through her car, I guess in, like, the the spare tire holder in the trunk? Is that what Mm -hmm. you call that space? Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know, but yes. I initially wanted to say wheel well, but that's not the right word. I don't know. In the trunk, when you lift the carpet, there's a spot that you can put a spare tire or you can put the $20,000 that you stole from your parents' safe. Exactly. So he finds it and he's like, hot damn, jackpot. Um, And then he also gets a call from um, the Russians that he owes $10,000 and um, they said they need five more jobs from him because he was their wheelman in their getaways for robbing banks. And there were some threats and stuff, but he's like, huh, you'll never find me, K-bye, thanks, and moves on. Yeah, that's that's about where we leave him. Yeah. And then we go back to Lucy, who, because Lucy is super flighty, she has, like, a GPS tracker in her car because she loses it on a semi-regular basis. (laughs) Yeah. My notes say, Lucy is big mad. (laughs) that's what the note says um uses find my car app decides to hitchhike yep like realizes her car is headed south to georgia decides to follow him starts hitchhiking um well starts trying to hitchhike the first person who pulls over the the first car that pulls over has nazis in it they have like swastika tattoos and prison tattoos on their face and she is terrified so she turns down their offer of a ride and so they're like they start driving off but then they they stop and then like one gets out of the car and she's like fuck fuck oh no this is not good but instead they were they were nice nazis i did not like that term um but they like give her a hunting knife so she can protect herself and they're like hey like be careful out there and they give her a knife before they drive off yeah they're like stay safe bye Um, so then, um, she winds up eventually getting picked up by a very nice man who is driving to Atlanta, um, to visit his kids. He's some kind of security guard. Mall security. Mall security. in a mall security vehicle driving to Atlanta. So then she steals, um, his handcuffs, um, so that she can be ready for Vince when she finds him. Which, all right. The next details, maybe you, mm, they were a little hazy for me because essentially they're like driving down and she had her phone died at this point. Um, But then she like looks over and just like sees her car parked outside of a motel. Yeah. And I'm like, well, isn't that lucky for you? Very convenient. Yep. So 
She goes in, like, to the motel. The mall security guy drops her off, and she'd stolen his handcuffs. Um, sees that he's checked in under the name Michael C. Escher, M.C. Escher, for you art aficionados out there. And he, M.C. Escher is staying in room 22. Yes. So then she goes and knocks on the door, pretending to be management. And when he opens, she cuffs one of his wrists. And then he starts just laughing hysterically and handcuffs her to him. Well, and she, like, walks in and, like, gets one cuff on him. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, citizen's arrest. It's a (laughs) citizen's arrest. She starts, like, reading him his rights from Law and Order or something. And he is like, this is hilarious. Yeah, so he cuffs her to him. Also, like, I would just like to note, she hitchhiked, covered in soda sticky, into, like, from Tennessee to Georgia. That is a hot gross like yep. she's not looking her best her no, feet are not. like dirty and blistered Blisters, and yeah she's not sunburn, doing great yes bug bites but in almost instantaneously he cuffs her to him and then starts like apologizing and flirting with her and like making out yeah he's like let me clean you up and wash your feet um i'm so sorry and my notes say she's still big mad <laughs> well she's big mad for not very long. Not long at I all. I think, so I, I actually wouldn't say she's big mad. I'd say she's very little mad at this point. Yeah, it decreases rapidly. Very quickly. Rapidly. They, like, they start making out. He takes bobby pins out of her hair to pinch her nipples. Yep. She thinks that he's going to pick the lock on the <laughs> handcuffs, and instead he uses them as nipple clamps. I would like to note they met yesterday. <laughs> they did. They met yesterday. Um, what a journey they've already been on. They really have. Together. They really have. So her her nips are pinched with the bobby pins. And then mid-bone, as that has escalated, there's a knock on the door. And he is like, oh, shit. I need to hide her in the bathroom from whoever could be coming to knock on this door. Yes. And before that, she did all of a sudden say, tell me, tell me a dream of yours. Tell me a dream that you have. And he's like, I dream of being an artist. And she's like, oh, but he is like very touched that she's not making fun of him or like minimizing his dream. And so he's like, maybe this girl is like, maybe there's something more here. And then there's the knock on the door. Is that when, like, he's like, don't joke about that. Like, is that when that happens? I don't remember. I don't know. There's so much. It just, like, everything goes from 6 to midnight so quickly. It It all escalates. It does. Yeah, so, like, but they start talking about their dreams a little bit more in all of this rapid escalation. Um, But then the knock on the door, he hides her in the bathroom. It's the Russians. Literally, I put, it's the Russian with an exclamation <laughs> point. says true. Ah. <laughs> um, and so Lucy's overhearing this entire conversation about Vince owing the Russians money. Um, Vince straight up, like, breaks the Russians' hand yep. in this argument that is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Lucy overhears all of it and gets, like, super freaked out. Yeah, the Russian, like, puts a knife to Vince's throat um, and is looking for a woman in the room. He says that he smells sex. And Vince is basically like, it's probably your upper lip. And, 
And the Russian is like, I bet there's a bitch in here. But Vince, like, protects her and kind of gets the Russian out before he finds her. Um, but, like, she's so freaked out that then she's like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to leave. And then very quickly, because I would like to note, just a couple hours ago, he stole her car from her. And now he is begging her to stay. Yep. Um, and then he doesn't want her to be afraid of her or to be afraid of him. And so he's like, okay, fine. Like, just go. And then, um. And she takes her car back. My note says single tear from him. <laughs> so apparently he had one single tear. Um, because after this, this 36 hours of, of Bangapalooza, he was really bummed about losing her. Bangapalooza is a really <laughs> apt description of what's happening here. Um, so Lucy starts driving away, is like very sad, is like trying to reconcile all of this because she was like really enjoying what was going on between them before mm-hmm. um, she overheard him break someone's hand and found out he was still affiliated with the Russian mob and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then as she's driving and ruminating on all of this, she, she a migraine kicks in. Yeah. And she, like, a medical level, like, has, like, medication for it. She pulls over and ends up calling her best friend, Naomi, who, as an aside, um, when this book came out, Confessed, there was a book that came out a month before called Professed about Naomi, um, her best friend. Yep. Um, Personally, I like Confessed better, but I also read it first, so I think I went into it with the expectations of Confessed. And I think if I read them in reverse order, I might have liked Professed more, but it just didn't, it didn't grab me the same way that this one did. Like, this one is, like, ridiculous and over the top, but I felt like it grabbed me a lot more. Yeah, Professed was enjoyable, but Confessed just had a different level. Like, they're both enjoyable, but I think Confessed is more memorable. Yes, I would agree. I feel I like agree. I've read books it's more similar. Unique. Yes, it's far more unique. I think I've read books similar to Professed, and I don't think I've read as many books that I would say are, like, similar to Confessed. I don't think I've read any books that are similar to Confessed. I would agree. Um, so she does. She calls her bestie, who's like, honey, please come home. And she's like, no. But she does tell her best friend Naomi all about Vince. Um, and stops at a diner to eat and asks Naomi to eat with her. So she's on the phone with her while she eats. Yeah, so she doesn't have to be alone. Um, but then Lucy's dad calls her. Mm-hmm. And Lucy picks up her dad's phone call, which, have the texts started at this point? I do think the texts are, like, yeah. funny. Because the texts, like, it'll show texts that Lucy gets from, like, her mom that are like, honey, did you run away again? And then her dad's texts are just like, don't eat the pastrami. And then, like, the next text is like, don't eat the roast beef. And yeah. just like, but and then her mom's like, you did run away again. Come home. Are you okay, sweetheart? Where are you? And then her dad is like, don't speak to the press. Don't take any calls from MSNBC or CNN. Like, <laughs> Well, and so when her dad calls her, he essentially tells her that like legally Lucy is involved in the embezzlement scandal and the E. coli scandal because she's set to inherit the family business. Yeah, he says that they need to get their story straight and the SEC is going to be calling and she's like, I don't give a shit. I have nothing to do with this and hangs up. Mm-hmm. Um, switch back to Vince. He's very sad mm-hmm. about losing Lucy. He's big sad. 
Is that what we're going with consistently this whole time? That's what's in my notes. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me when I was outlining this. I don't think I was even intoxicated, so I don't have a I don't have an excuse. Well, Vince is intoxicated because he goes to a bar to get completely hammered um, because he's so sad about Lucy. And then while he's at the bar on television, he sees on the news the Burchett meat scandal. Um and then a dude, and like, and there's pictures of Lucy with her family because it's like a family scandal at this point. And a like a dude in the bar starts like objectifying Lucy and like making like really like very un- gross, yes, gross, comments. unnecessary comments mm-hmm. that like Vince is not a fan of. So Vince is like, I'm gonna defend her honor in another CD bar. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And the guy just keeps talking, so he punches him in the face. Um, but at this point, Lucy has now decided she misses Vince because those 36 hours really left an impression on her. And so she decides to go back for Vince. And on her way back to the motel, she notices um, a, a bar fight happening, like a parking lot. Mm-hmm. A, actually, a fight happening in the bar parking lot. I guess, yeah. Is it a bar fight if it's in the parking lot? It started in the bar. So I would say, yeah. Okay. It started in the As bar. long as it starts in the bar. Yeah. If it starts in the parking lot, it's just a normal fight. Yes. Um, so she sees Vince getting arrested in the bar parking lot. Um, and she's like, I'm following that cop car. And there follows it. all the way to the station. But then, like, barges in. Well, so it doesn't... We don't get there yet. So then we flash to Vince. So she's following the cop car, and Vince... Is in a cell with an old guy, um, and the old guy is like, you're in love, aren't you? What's her name? And he's like, mind your own business. And he's like, your face looks like shit. And um, the cop is really nice to Vince and gives him some frozen corn and aspirin for his face. Well, he also does because wherever they had initially started out, at some point, like, Vince says something, and Lucy's like, you can be polite. You can say please. So when Vince is talking to the officer— and he's like, he says, please. And the officer's like, people are never that polite. I'm going to give him some frozen peas for his face. Exactly. And then he's just really, really sad that he, he lost her. And then he hears her voice because she does barge in to the jail. Um, and um, she's really concerned that he's hurt. She says she's going to pay his bail, um, but well, they won't. It, yeah, she's like, release him her. right now. And they're like, mm-hmm. ma'am, he's in the drunk tank. He cannot leave until the morning. And um, he tells her to go back to the, uh, to get the motel key from his things, um, to get his stuff out of the motel, but not to stay there, um, and that she needs a weapon. And she says that she has a plan and not to worry. Spoiler alert, she doesn't have a plan. She is, her plans are never well-founded. Um, but yeah, she is like, okay, I'm going to do all that, then I'll come back and I'll post your bail in the morning. She goes to buy a weapon, but, like, she goes to, like, a real shop and then is like, give it to me cash under the table. And they're like, we are not that kind of establishment, ma'am. We, we cannot do, do that. that. Um, and then he's like, but you could buy this, but we don't know what it is yet. Um, yes. we, And she's like, it's not what I had in mind, but I guess it'll do. And right. Like, okay. So then she goes back to the motel. Um, to get his stuff, she finds his sketchbook that has a drawing of her in it. And she's like, oh, my stars. Like, 
He really loves me. And seemingly, he is a decent artist. Yes. She's very impressed with his level of skill. Um, But then, um, the Russian shows up, which puts a damper on her little moment of intruding on his privacy. Um, (laughs) And so, she pepper sprays him and crushes his fingers and then pays off the debt with the 20 grand in cash. She gives half, essentially, to the Russian. Um... And tells him that she will dig out his eyeballs if he comes for Vince again. And then she goes to the La Quinta for the night. (laughs) That's what my notes say. So one time when I was working crisis back in Nashville, um, I went on a crisis assessment at the airport. And I got to say, airport assessments were always the fucking best. You never knew it was going to happen. One time, (laughs) it was not my assessment, but one of my favorite crisis stories, um, it was— um, a, a double assessment and the couple got engaged during the crisis assessment. <laughs> um, mine was memorable in a different way. It was this woman, she, she wouldn't speak and she would like barely write and we're like trying to figure it out and we're like, do you speak English? And she was like nodding her head yes. Um, but she like wouldn't communicate with us. Um, and she tried to give me $50 cash and her La Quinta Inn, like, VIP card. <laughs> and I was like, ma'am, you can't bribe me. And if you could. What are you bribing the me La for? The Inn. What are you bribing me for? Yes, I just, I was like, I, that was an assessment. I, to this day, I still have more questions than answers <laughs> about how it all played out. But whenever I think of the La Quinta Inn, I just think of this woman trying to hand me $50 and her La Quinta Inn VIP card. I love that. Um, although there are worse places you could stay, so for the record. Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? Because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. So to, to go back, Lucy beats up the mobster. Yep. Um, maces him, pepper sprays him, gives him 10 grand cash to pay off Vince's debts, and then goes to stay at the La Quinta Inn. Yep. Um, next morning, Vince gets out of jail. Yep. And my notes say, Vince is big happy to see Lucy. Oh my God. <laughs> Hannah, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't have an explanation. I don't have an explanation. And I feel, I don't know if that's better or worse. I'll just stop telling you. <laughs> I'll just stop telling no, you. Honestly, I'm sure that's not the last time. At this time. point, I just need to know how many times <laughs> it presents itself. Like, so far it's four. We'll see what happens. So. Then they make out in her car, and they start to get frisky in the jail parking lot. But then he hits the radio, and it switches to the news. Yeah, they, like, accidentally bump into the radio when they start going at it in the car. And then on the news, we find out that there is a warrant out for Lucy's arrest due to the laundered money in the embezzlement E. coli Burchette meat scandal, Mm -hmm. um, which then Lucy is realizing, like, oh, my trust fund that my parents set up for me— 
Not legit. Not legit. Fuck. Um, but Vince, knowing how to be on the run far more than Lucy does, he's like, all right, we're going to throw away your phone. Like, these are the things we're going to do. Like, starts kind of, like, putting together a plan of action. Yes. But Lucy is freaking out pretty badly. So she uh, makes a call through her car. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> takes her phone from her, and she's like, bitch, I can still call from a steering wheel. Joke's on you. So she calls her dad, but her dad's CPA answers, and he says that her dad's under a gag order and that she did, in fact, embezzle this money through her trust fund, even if she didn't know it. Um and uh, that she is guilty and that she should run. Yeah, she's like, what should I do? And he's like, you should run like hell. Yeah. And Vince is like, you can turn yourself in or you can run. What would you like to do? And she's like, I'll run if you'll come. And this is a really sweet moment. Big sweet. Where they decide <laughs> to run away together. Aww. I hated that sentence. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Big sweet. Big sweet. They decide to run away together. Um, they have like eight grand left in cash after the bail and paying off the the mob and all that. And so they're like kind of getting their game plan together. They have the eight grand left and Vince realizes how much money has gone. And he's like, what the fuck happened to the rest of the money that you had yesterday? And Lucy tells him that she used it to pay off his debt to the Russian mob, mm-hmm. which... Once again, big sweet. Um, no one's ever done anything like that for Vince before. Yes. And um, through all of this, as they're having this conversation, they pull off into the woods and get rid of anything identifiable from either of them. So their IDs, um, she gives up her necklace that— Her peanut necklace. Her peanut necklace that represents her horse, any photos, her phone, everything— um, and they goes, just, like, bury it in the forest. Yep, gets buried in the forest. And then um, he, <laughs> she takes him out to the woods, and they fuck on the forest floor is what my notes say. Yeah, mine say they bury it all in forest. They fuck in the forest. Vince tells her he wants her filled with his seed. Yeah, my notes say he tells her another dream is to knock her up and that she's his forever. Feels a little soon, to be honest, is what my notes say. <laughs> Because it's been less than two days. Uh, correct. Um, yeah, maybe that works for some people. Sure. I don't know. That That's a real quick turnaround. Um, I have some concerns, but also do your thing. Like, I think of, um, I think it was like a Ziz Ansari stand-up where <laughs> he talks about, like, People like his friends getting married who have been dating a year and a half. And he's like, I have sweaters in my closet that have been there a year and a half. He's like, and I look at it and I'm like, I don't even fucking like this sweater. <laughs> and that's what I think of when it's like, mm. yeah, so it's been like 48 hours at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is just enthralled by her. So he's watching her while she sleeps um, and thinking about how into her he is. Um he decides they need to stop at a drugstore so they can fix Lucy's look um, because she's on the run and her picture's all over the news. Um, One and it's like, she, very, like, Connecticut, bougie, like, yeah, long, long blonde hair. Very J. Crew. Yes. Very J. Crew. Um, and she's like, it took me years to get my hair this color. <laughs> like, mm. um, like, this is once again one of those, I'm like, hey, Lucy, my girl. 
I don't think you understand the severity of the situation. Yeah, priorities, babe. Priorities. Like, but my hair. And he's like, do you essentially like, do you want to go to jail or do you want to be blonde? Like, <laughs> these are your options. Yeah. So um, she agrees to darkening up her look. Um, and then Lucy is freaking out about her hair. Um, and then he uh, also is like, and also we're going to cut it. And she's like, excuse me? Because apparently she has several YouTube videos of her braiding her hair. And that's like her thing. And she loves her long hair. And she's super depressed that he's going to cut it. But then she's like, fine. <laughs> You can cut two, two inches. inches. And he cuts all the way up to her chin. Like, he goes from ass to chin. And she's like, that's way more than two inches. And he's like, it was always going to be more than two inches. <laughs> that was never, never how this was going to play out. And then he dyes it for her. He's very thorough. Um, and uh, he's very careful. He says he used to do it for his mom before she died. And she's like, oh, big sweet. <laughs> that's not in my notes. That's not in my notes. But we're, we're doing it now. Um, so then they shower together, um, and then she tells him about her dream of owning a horse ranch, and Lucy decides, um, and he's like, really oh, now? Hmm. Okay, which, like, we don't, like, fully understand right. why. Right. Um, but, yeah, is like, tells him her dream of having a horse farm, and he's like, oh, like, we are, kin-. like, pretty much everything she says, he's like, we're kindred. And you're like, sometimes it makes sense to you why he says it, sometimes it doesn't, and it's a mystery for the future. Yes. And this is one of those where it's a mystery for the future. However, Lucy does decide that she wants to do a grand reveal of her darker look. Like has like um, rock girl makeup now. Yeah. Like like grungy. Darker clothes, boots, that sort of thing. Maybe black nail polish. I don't remember if that's in I there. I think there is black nail polish, yeah. Yes. Um. So then she says, trust me, and um, I want to choke you out. While I ride you. And so she does that. And he has, my notes say he has a massive orgasm. I have new rocker Lucy takes control, chokes Vince, some breath play, calls him daddy. Yep. Um, and then I, my notes say Vince decides to take the power back and flips her over. So after he comes, he's like, that was great. You didn't come though. And that's unacceptable to me. I just, like, I know we say, every, we've said it several times, everything in this book escalates very quickly. Everything goes from six to midnight. But, like, I really feel like the daddy yeah. escalated very quickly. Too much. I once said to my husband, is that something you would be into? <laughs> and he went, could you say it with conviction? <laughs> and I was like, I think that's our answer. I could not say it with a straight See, face. I asked my husband and he just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, that's fair. He yeah, just I'm like, said no. But I, I feel like that's like, not all books, but I do definitely think that's something I'm like, where the daddy just like comes out of nowhere. It's like a daddy sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Yeah, no, I, I hear it. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so Vince takes the control back. <laughs> and he's like, you need to come too. And so then I have Vince takes control back, whips her with belt, and then the quote, turn your little whore face to daddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I also have that quoted. Um, he says, before that, he says, I'm going to hurt you. And if it's too much, you have to tell me to stop because safe words are not for us. And she's like, <laughs> say that again. And he's like, fuck safe words. And she's like, no, the other part. And he's like, us. And she's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I'm like, <laughs> I think we're focusing on the wrong part of the sentence, Lucy. Right. Not safe words aren't for us. I'm like, no, safe words are for everyone. <laughs> That should be on a t-shirt or a hat. <laughs> safe words are for everyone. Like, and consent matters. Consent matters. Safe words are for everyone. But yeah, like, safe words aren't for us. Say that again. Us. You're like, <laughs> what? So then I have, he starts whipping her and she calls him daddy while he calls her a whore. Um, and he checks on her several times. Like, that is he noted. Does. That, that is He's like, are you good? And then... Um, But he's just whipping her this whole time. He's not actually fucking her. And then finally, after he has just, like, whipped the snot out of her with his belt, um, he does uh, fuck her with his thumb in her ass, is what my notes say. And then she comes really, really hard and cries a lot. So I have a few more notes in this scene. (laughs) Oh, no. um, (laughs) Oh, no. Well, so she's like, have you ever done anything like this before? And he's like— once and like she's like gets a little jealous and then we find out he's like it was to a horse not a whore a horse <laughs> like and he my the quote I have is wants to break her like he broke a horse yeah and like really this entire like all of it it's very codependent vibes you're like what is yeah. happening here this is not oh okay that what is happening here and then um and then I just have the quote, was that fucked up? No way. It's ours. And I'm like, those aren't mutually exclusive. I was going to say, it can be both. Right? I'm like, it can, it can be, be both. It can be both. It was, because like, for as much like insta-lust, chemistry, rowdy, raunchy sex as had already happened in this book, to go into like some breath play and whipping and no safe words and daddy and little whore face, like <laughs> <laughs> little whore face. That's a so, that's a direct no, quote. No, I know, but in the book when it said that, I was like, ugh. Like I had a yes. physical response to that. I literally text Hannah when I was outlining this book and I was like, this whipping daddy scene <laughs> goes on for so long. It does. And then it ends with him feeding her pizza. <laughs> That's in my notes. He feeds her veggie pizza. Yeah, it's there's no, it's not meat lovers. It is not. We don't know who the meat supplier is. So it is a veggie pizza. Yeah. Um, he feeds her pizza. He then tells her he has a place that they can go in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so they start, like, loosely heading to New Mexico. And then I kind of, like, my description is, like, it's kind of a montage of their carefree road trip. They're taking yeah. a very scenic route to get to New Mexico because it like they talk about like being in Arkansas then being in the Panhandle. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "What the fuck are y'all doing? Like, we are not going as the crow flies. Why are we going?" I was all like, "You went due south directions. of Arkansas." Um, my notes say road tripping, good times, listen to old CDs, and she reads Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's that's a great montage of it. Um, oh, they do, they get pulled, pulled over, over for, mm-hmm. yeah, so in this montage, 
they get pulled over for expired tags. Because the plates that Vin stole were expired, which I'm like, bro, you're supposed to be like this brilliant criminal mastermind and you stole expired plates? Amateur hour. Well, and then they like they play it off really well and they like have like pretend to have this like lover spat about it, but then the officer who pulled them over is like, oh yeah, well, there is like an APB out on this make and model because it belongs to that like lunch meat princess. Right. Um, so be careful out there, basically. Yes. Um, so then they get to a small town in New Mexico, and um my notes say, turns out Vinny Boy has a ranch. His father left him, and he wants to help Lucy live out her dream of owning a horse ranch. Well, and it already has horses. It does have horses yes. already. They're wild horses. Yes. His dad left him land that has wild horses. Um, my notes. Get to New Mexico. Vince tells her his dad left him land with horses. They bone. I think who knows at this point. <laughs> That was a very exaggerated eye roll you did there as well. It's um, how I felt. Yeah, and Vince tells her that he's falling for her um, and then eats her out in the kitchen is what my notes say. Um, and then um, they go to the store. So Vince decides— Well, they uncover the motorcycle Oh, in the right, garage. they get the motorcycle. And, and then Vince um, decides he wants to cook her dinner, so they go to the store. And because— that like the house has been left for him, but like his dad passed away, right? Well, there's a note that says there's a caretaker who lives on the land. Okay, but are they stocking the fridge? Like, there's a difference between like caring no. for the land, right? So I'm just like, right. so it does feel the like they're just store. like, we showed up and we're here for it now. And, and I'm it like, is what? Dusty and there's no food in here. So yes, like, but the way in which like it is kind of sweet and endearing because they're like, this is our little slice of heaven and like our magic and like reading it and you're like. Is it? It is very dusty. That was my thought. It is big dusty. (laughs) Not big dusty. Not to be confused with big daddy. Uh, Oh, no. Let's not not confuse this. Yeah, so then in the garage, there's a truck. Yep. And there is a motorcycle. Yes. So they take the motorcycle into town. Vince buys her a little horseshoe necklace to replace the peanut that she had to get rid of. Um, and they're just loving the little small town. Um, and they're checking out. They have some really sweet interactions with some of the locals. And then they forget something. And so then Lucy goes to grab apples, I think. And then all of a sudden, Vince hears tires screeching. And Lucy is gone. Her purse is next to the bananas. Important detail. I don't know if that's actually accurate, but it was produce. <laughs> It was produce. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're getting their groceries, and then suddenly Lucy's gone. Um, cut to Lucy. She's been taken by a private investigator, mm-hmm. Mitch, who um, was hired by her father. Yep. Um, she notices, like, he has, like, a Connecticut phone number. And so he's now like, all right, I've handcuffed you to my car and we're road tripping from New Mexico to Connecticut. And my only thought was, well, I hope it's a more fucking direct route than the one they took to get to New Mexico Mm -hmm. because that's going to take a long ass time. Yep. And she keeps trying to get him to pull over and he won't. But then finally he does because he's out of gas. 
Um, and so he goes inside and she tries to pop her cuffs with a bobby pin, but she can't figure it out. Well, that's um, because Vince never showed her. He was too busy using the bobby pins for nipple clamps. Right. Priorities. <laughs> so then um, she's like, Vince isn't coming. At this point, they've been driving for more than an hour. She's like, Vince isn't coming. I'm super fucked. Like, I have to get out of this myself. But then Vince does show up on the motorcycle and gets her out of the car and they take off. He um, picks the lock on the handcuffs. He does with, with the ease. bobby pin. Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah, Vince shows up, like picks the lock really fast, and then they zoom away. Yeah. On on his motorcycle. He does slash the tires of um the the private investigator. And then they go back to the ranch and to switch out the motorcycle for the truck. And um he's like, We gotta go. We got to go. We need to go get passports and we need to go get new IDs. Yep. And she says, no, no, you stay. Um, She feels really bad that he's giving up this gorgeous land and, you know, a potential home and all of these other things for her. Um, And Vince is like, what the fuck did you just say? Fuck that. It's you and me for life. And I'm like, sweetheart, it's been like a cool five days. Surely it took longer than that with the scenic route they took to get to New Mexico. Okay, so a week? Thank you. (laughs) More accurate. (laughs) Because that two days is where the magic happened. It's where the daddy whipping scene happened. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, So so they go go to get the passports. They have to get to Albuquerque. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. My notes say she tells him to stay. She feels bad. He's giving up so much. He politely declines. It was not polite. He was like, the fuck? Get out of my fucking face. I honestly didn't even note that. My next note after they switch cars, leave to go get passports, roadhead. (laughs) Oh, right. From Albuquerque. Oh, they're driving to Albuquerque to get the passports. And my notes say, Lucy gives epic roadhead. They pay for passports. (laughs) (laughs) To a man named The Taylor. Yep. Um, He has an actual, like, tailoring business mm-hmm. and like they're ordering everything all like the, the new identities in code and like okay so you need new buttons but like lucy's really excited and has like no chill about any <laughs> of it at all like even when they get the id she's like oh look how good my new id looks and vince is like shut the fuck up um yeah so, so then- oh no I, to be fair yeah they don't have the ids yet i was jumping ahead of myself they Go. They get, get the pictures. Room. They order it. They yeah. They get a room, and then the kid at the front desk tells Vince, he's like, "Hey, so I just want to let you know, like, something's wrong with the TV." Um, and Vince is like thinking, "Have you seen Lucy? I'm not worried about watching TV right, right now." And then the dude's like, "No, um, the adult channels are are free. Like, well, no, it's stuck on them. It will only play them." But a variety of them, that's the part that lost me. None of it makes sense, but that's what it says. Yeah, TV is broken, porn is free, is. Yeah. Mine says cable in the room is busted and only shows porn. Vince doesn't tell Lucy. Also reminds me of an episode of Friends. (laughs) Of course it does. The one with all the porn, I think, was the name of it, where they, like, they stumble on a channel that has free porn. So then the guys are like, well, what if we turn the TV off? And when we turn it back on, the porn is gone. So we can't turn the TV off. So they just, like, have the porn going. That's not how it works. Yeah. And so, but then, like, they're, like, it starts to seep into their daily lives. And, like, the weirdest thing happened. Um, we had a female pizza delivery lady. 
and she didn't take her clothes off when she ordered the pizza <laughs> or when she delivered the pizza. And it's like so this whole weird. thing. Yes. So Lucy is in the bathroom, hears the TV turn on, um, and then like comes out to join Vince. And essentially Vince like puts Lucy on his lap. And Mine is, says he puts her on his dick sitting behind her while watching Bondage. I thought he was fingering her. Maybe both. Well, but it, so like he puts her in front of him and then is like fingering her and then is like flipping through the channels to figure out what porn she's most into. Right. And so then when it gets to the one that has all of the bondage, he's like, oh, you damn near squirted. Like, right. You are right. all about this. You are flooded wet right now. So then he demands that she come without any, any clip play. <laughs> For those who may have listened to that previous review, um, no clitoral <laughs> stimulation is happening here. Um, and she does. And she screams out that she loves him while she's having this super intense orgasm, and he does not reciprocate. Like, he feels very strongly for her. Yes. But does not reciprocate in that capacity. Yes. Um, so that scene goes on for a long time as well. They go to get their new IDs the next day where Lucy has no chill. None whatsoever. And it's like, ooh, I'm Elena Colburn now. How great is this? I'm so cute. Look at my picture. Um, my description says they get their new IDs, go to El Paso, more fucking. Vince then declares his love and decides to cook her dinner. Yeah, my notes say they go to El Paso and get an Airbnb. They make sweet, sweet love. And he tells her he loves her and says he's excited to meet their children. Which, again, that escalated real quick. Real quick. And, like, to to give Vince a little credit, like, he's what? Like, mid-30s? 35? 34? Yeah. He's definitely older than Lucy. So like, 12 like, or 13 years, I think. He's ready to take some bigger steps. But do you think but you it is wanna, like seven days? Want to vet a person a little bit more before you decide to have children with them. What else does he need to know about her? She loves Johnny Cash and doesn't eat onions. <laughs> is, and uh. is into pretty much anything sexual. Like she is down to clown with anything she is. 100%. He he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I then have the quote: "I used to be dangerous. Now I'm just yours." Like. Codependent Bonnie and Clyde vibes. So painful. So Vince decides to cook Lucy dinner, um, goes to the store. He starts to cook. She is in like just an apron trying to seduce him a little. And he's like, babe, I'm going to burn your food. Go. Like, get out of here. So she turns on the TV. She sees a story on the news that her dad was arrested for DUI with a hooker in the car. And um, released a statement that she had nothing to do with the embezzlement and asks her to please come home. Yeah, like there's like a full press conference yeah. after he was arrested where he like takes all of the blame and is like, my daughter had nothing to do with any of the embezzlement. She had no idea what was going on. It clears her of, of all, all blame and begs Lucy to come home. So then Vince is still cooking. Just want to note that. Mm-hmm. Lucy calls her mom then. Yeah, and mom is begging her to come home. And, like, mom is not doing well. She's like, not okay. If we remember from, like, early on, I know there hasn't been a lot of mention of mom thus far, um, but, like, mom has some substance abuse issues that 
are a lot of like self-medicating kind of from all of the shit that's going on in their life. Um, so mom asks her to come home and then Lucy asks Vince to come back to Connecticut with her. And he says no. Um, realizing that he is just not any good for her at all um, and that he will ruin her life. Um, so he needs to push her away. So yeah, he calls it off. He tells her to go home. And then he pulls her actual, like, Lucy Burchett ID out um, and her peanut necklace. Mm-hmm. And he did not bury them in the forest. And she's yeah. like, I thought you buried these. And he's like, I'm a thief. Like, I like. Uh-huh. I'm a con um, artisan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Lucy is in shock and he's like, you meant nothing to me. You were just another mark. Go back to your life. Like, get the fuck yeah. out. And then leaves her in the hotel room or in the Airbnb and and is gone. She, like, Lucy calls her mom again. And then while she's on the phone with her mom, her mom overdoses. Yes. And, like, Lucy, like, like, mom passes out. Lucy, like, calls 911, like, is like, I need you to connect me to the local 911 in Connecticut. This is the address. This is the garage code. My mom, like, you need to go get her ASAP. Yep. So she's been waiting at this point for hours for Vince to come back, and he hasn't. So she writes a note. Um, with her contact information, and she leaves because she needs to get to her mom, who is now um, on a 72-hour psychiatric hold um, after they pumped her stomach. Um, Well, and, like, it hasn't quite cut back to Vince yet in the book, but we do learn that, like, she's been waiting this whole time, but Vince was actually, like, hiding across the street from the Airbnb waiting for Lucy to leave and was, like, waiting to see her actually take off before he would actually return. Right. So Lucy gets back to Connecticut, um, and her mom is admitted to the hospital. She cannot see her mom because, as we said, she's on a psych hold. Um, And it doesn't sound like it was necessarily an intentional overdose, but it was still a very serious overdose. And they're like, has she been under any stress lately? And they're like, Uh, yeah, "Yeah, she's been under a ton of stress lately. Lucy then also, like, calls her best friend Naomi again. Mm-hmm. to kind of, like, fill her in and tell her everything that's been going on. And Naomi comes to sit with her and is like, I'll be right there. Don't panic. You know, whatever. Um, so then back to Vince. He's been waiting this whole time for Lucy to leave. And then he makes a snap decision to go back east. He was planning to go to um, Mexico, but he makes this snap decision that he's going to go back east. Um, and then he... He gets to New Jersey, it sounds like, and approaches the police officer who has been investigating him this whole time. Um, And he says that, um, then says that he will give him the Russian in exchange for immunity for himself. And the cop is like, what? Well, it hasn't officially been said, but he's just like suddenly like, I'm going to go back east. And we're like, but not to get Lucy back? Like, but okay, but like back up northeast where Lucy also is? (laughs) <laughs> and like but he goes to the the police station and the detective's not there so then they're like he like goes to the diner that he's the like, officer hangs at, the detective hangs obviously out obviously at. at the Denny's well and then when he's like I'll give you what was it like Gregory Gregorovich or something yeah. like a ridiculous Russian mob it's name no offense much. if your name is Gregory Gregorovich we're it's a safe place for you as well um <laughs> but 
they like he pulls out the the, the knife that had been used um, at the motel very right. early on in the book that is has um, the fingerprints for Gregorovich. Yep, and he's like, "Here's your evidence. I'll testify. I want immunity." Um, and then it cuts back to Lucy. Um, her mom is out of the hospital and she's recovering. No more booze. So Lucy is like dumping stuff in the sink and clearing the house. Um, and Lucy is really, really sad that Vince isn't there, but she is trying to focus on supporting her mom. Um, and she, so she's clear, like has poured all of the alcohol down the sink mm-hmm. and is taking out the garbage with all of the empty liquor bottles. And lo and behold, who's standing in her driveway? It's Vince. What? I didn't see that coming. Oh, my stars. Big surprise. (laughs) Yes. But it's not. So Vince is there with flowers for her mom and for Lucy. Which is sweet. Which is very sweet. And he introduces himself um, to her mom and tells the whole story. And Lucy, I remember, had a whole scenario ready for how he was, like, an Iraq war veteran. And that's why he had all of these tattoos and scars and shit. And and Vince was like, hey, I'm Vince. I got out of prison about six weeks ago. Well, <laughs> and, like, her mom is like, you're honest. I was I was married to a man who wasn't, so— Good for you, Luce, is kind of like— Yeah. Mom is, like, very accepting very quickly of all of this, which, like, Lucy's excited about. She introduces him to her mom. She introduces him to Peanut, the yep. horse, which is also very fun. Um, and then they they bone on a hill. Mine says, he meets Peanut, the horse, and they fuck in a field. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think we wrote the same thing. We did, basically. <laughs> introduces in him field. to mom and horse, bone on a hill. Yeah, <laughs> you're like he meets peanut. They Basically, fucking appeal. Yes. Honestly, let's go with yours because you know I'm a slut for alliteration. I know that you are, and that's why I brought it up at all. Aww. So they fucking appealed. Big love. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's also the end. Yep. I mean, there is an epilogue that we will there cover, but like that's where it ends. They that's fucking appeal. Yeah, field fucking. <laughs> um, the epilogue is two months in the future. They are back out in New Mexico. Um. And Lucy's mom and Peanut have also joined them. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom is apparently a low-key badass and, like, takes Vince's motorcycle for a ride. Yep. And just, like, takes off on the motorcycle. And then, as we mentioned before, Lucy's very flighty and not great with the birth controls. Yep. And so— So she's looking real worried and says that she needs to talk to him. And he's kind of freaking out. And she's kind of freaking out. and. Uh, my notes say, uh, tells him she's prego, he's big happy, and asks her to marry him. <laughs> I just have Lucy's pregs, Vince proposes. Um. <laughs> well, like, I remember in the book, she's panicking clearly that he's not going to be okay. But he, like, falls to his knees and, like, puts his face in her belly and is, like, crying and is so happy. He's been saying he wanted his seat in her since day two. I'm just Mm. quoting the book, Hannah. His seed. Stop it. Johnny Appleseed. (laughs) Johnny Cash. Um, (laughs) How many times, how much weird association can we make? Probably a lot. You know, we could keep going, but we won't put you through that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's the end. Lucy's knocked up. 
and Vince is very excited and proposes. Yep. Um, and they all live happily ever after in New Mexico, on the ranch, with the horses, and her mom. And the baby. Eventually. Hopefully. Yep. We, we, it doesn't go there in the book. It doesn't. I'm making an assumption. We are. It's an optimistic assumption. Here mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now that we're here, what's our rating scale? Artisanal sourdough loaves? <laughs> Uh, beef salami. Um, how many peanuts? Oh yeah, peanuts. I was gonna say subway sandwiches, but there was all that shit with Jared. And yeah, so, we'll leave that. No one, no one need to, needs to bring his meat into this. We don't need to discuss a foot long at this point. <laughs> oh, that's mighty generous. <laughs> or a six inch. <laughs> um, Ooh. Ooh. So peanuts, peanuts. Let's do peanuts. So peanuts are pretty small. Are they shelled? That feels important here. (laughs) Well, now all I can think about is boiled peanuts. Like the time you ran your car off the road trying to get boiled peanuts? I was going to maybe tell that story, but then I was like, maybe I won't. But thank you for bringing it up. Yes, I did once drive my car into a ditch because I was so excited about a boiled peanut stand that I didn't see the ditch. And so I drove my car into it and then some very nice, nice locals who didn't have as many teeth as I would have expected had to pull me out of the ditch. And then the stand was cash only, but I didn't have cash. <laughs> but the guy felt so bad for me because I guess I looked like I was going to cry that he gave me peanuts for free, but I did go back and pay him later. Oh, that was nice. Was it? Well, how are the peanuts? They were Cajun and delicious, but the point is I drove my car into a ditch that had a little sign on it next to it that said, beware of snakes. That's where I drove my car. That's where I, that's where I drove my car. I don't think I was, I knew about the snake aspect of it. Yeah. And there was a group of about 10 to 12 individuals on horseback waiting to go on a trail ride behind me watching the whole thing as I drove my car into this ditch with the ass end straight in the air and then tried to get out and my rear wheels just spun like nothing. Um, not quite the same, but if it makes you feel any better, one time I was meeting a friend for lunch and um, I was running late and the parallel parking was very tight and it was not my best job and I like went up on the curb a little bit but I was like I don't really have time to correct this shit. I'm running very late for lunch and before I got out of my car some people were walking down the street saw how bad my parallel parking job was stopped pointed laughed and took <laughs> took pictures of it while I was still sitting in my car. That's pretty good. Yeah. So That's pretty good. You know, we've all been there in our own way. Um well, boiled peanuts weren't part of the story. I do think the shells are important because it ju- are. did just dawn on me. Her necklace would just look like an amoeba if it wasn't a, 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 sh- a shell peanut. It needed a shell. Yeah. Um, mm. But also, I think of, like, Cody's Roadhouse and those restaurants that, like, they just— the peanut shells. Yes, where you just, like, just go so hard on peanuts and just throw the shells everywhere. So you can eat so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have a good— 50, 100, like, 25, yeah. what? Let's, let's go with 50 peanuts out of 50. 50 peanuts. Um, I would give it. All right, let's say our numbers at the same time on one, two, 
35. <gasps> Look at us go. Oh my God. Yes, 35. I think 35 is a great number. Yeah. We're just 15 peanuts shy of a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cool 70%. We're passing, but by the skin of our teeth. That's what this book is. You know, Vince did a lot of stuff by the skin of his teeth. He <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Like, it really is it. Is it essentially just codependent, Bonnie and Clyde? Absolutely. fucking lutely Yeah. Um, is it a really enjoyable ride and just, like, fun to get there, even though there are moments that you're like, ooh. All the cringe. Ooh. Okay. We- Big cringe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of the daddy whipping scene. So, yeah, big cringe is appropriate. Yeah. Um, so 35 out of 50 peanuts. Yep. Um, if they were boiled Cajun peanuts, that scale might shift a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's another metric for another book. That is my preferred peanut, to be honest. You know, I get that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drove my car into a ditch for those peanuts. Like, that's my preferred peanut. By the way, my car was fine. The locals pulled it out <laughs> and they double-checked it and they were like, I don't know how you did this, but there's no damage. Have a great day. And I drove off into the sunset. That story feels really true to who you are as a person. <laughs> you know? I feel like that might be insulting, but I'm going to choose to take it as a compliment. No, honestly, it, I didn't mean it as no, no, no big insults. Um, <laughs> I meant it more as like, I feel like you frequently find yourself in these, like, comical situations that just, like, always kind of play out okay. That you're like, oh, oh, really? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Everything's fine? Cool. Sounds good. Have a great day, guys. Yeah. Um, So we're going to go 35 out of 50 normal shelled peanuts. Um, Let us know what y'all think, what you would rate it, what your favorite peanut type is. Is it the Cajun boiled? Um, It should be. I feel very strongly I feel about like it. Hannah Although, will fight you. Hannah did, will throw hands. I did once have pickled boiled peanuts, and they were surprisingly delicious. I don't even like pickles really, but they were boiled, and instead of Cajun seasoning or just salt or whatever, they had like pickle like, was seasoning. It like pickle brine that they were boiled in? Basically, they were good. Okay, were they better than Cajun? Mm. they were just different and I've never seen them before or since. So I can't say if they're better because I only had them the one time. Okay. Well then let's not use that metric. Okay. Cajun only. Thank you. Unless you have had our great listeners, pickled peanuts, pickled boiled peanuts more than once, then we would love to hear your thoughts. Welcome to the South. And thank you so much (laughs) for joining us. Thank you. We love you. Smut sluts, smut puppies. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever names you want to go by today, what like all names? We're, yeah, it, it's a safe Follow place. Follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. Um, unless your bliss follows follows a similar journey as Lucy and Vince in some <laughs> ways, and then um, maybe call us before you follow your bliss, and we can not process us. that. Not us, just a therapist in general. To be fair, I didn't mean that as a therapist. I more meant like it'd be a funny story to tell on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I was thinking thinking as a therapist because I was thinking you need therapy. Oh, no. Don't call me if you're (laughs) needing therapy. (laughs) 
No, don't call I me. I do for not therapy. want to walk you through that. Negative ghostwriter. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you have a great night. Bye, Bye. y'all. Next week on Smut Club. Really f- even funnier side story to me is that one of the main guys who's like well known in the pepper eating. Sure. Co- He's made a name for himself. He yeah. has. I forget. Johnny Habanero? I don't know. I'm making <laughs> shit up. I do not think that's his actual name. Um, my cousin was watching the We Are the Champions series, and she texts me, and she's like, Chelsea, oh, my gosh, I recognize him. Johnny Habanero. I'm totally making up his name. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean you recognize him? She's like, when I was on a plane to your wedding, I was sitting next to him, and he was on his way to a pepper eating competition <laughs> and he had a really spicy pepper and he was making a video of himself and was like, do you mind if I film? Stop. And so she's like, she found the video and sent it to me and you can see her shoulder because they're like on a small plane and she's leaning out of the <laughs> shot. And I, she was like, I think it's the competition that they have on the episode. It was filmed. Amazing. Right. She was like, I sat next to him on the way to your Johnny Habanero. Well, that's it for this week's Mutt Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.